Hi, you're tuning in to Rusty Thomas, where once a week he brings the brilliance of scripture to every dynamic of life. For the last 40 years, Rusty has served the Lord as a father, minister, and political figure on the streets, churches, and capitals in our nation and abroad. You are going to hear compelling truths that will prayerfully build up your faith and equip you to meet the challenges of life with the confidence of God's Word. This is Kingdom Moments with my father, Rusty Thomas. Welcome, uh, brothers and sisters, to uh, Kingdom Moments with uh, with Rusty Thomas. And uh, sort of comical how this all kind of came about. Uh, I've lived long enough for my children to grow up, and they're actually now provoking me to love and good works. Uh, my son, Micah Thomas, uh, a couple years back, he said, Dad, you got to write this book on child training. And I thought, he survived my, my fatherhood, and so he wants, he wants me to write a book on child training. And uh, actually, uh, yeah. I followed up and wrote the book. It's called uh, Raising Godly Children in a Godless Age. You can find that on Amazon. But uh, what happened with uh, Destiny and I, she, a couple of months ago, she came up to me and she had that look in her eye and that smile on her face. And she said, Dad. And she was like, she grabbed my head. And she goes, Dad, we got to take what's up in here and then put it in there. And she kind of thrusted her hands towards the computer. And so she's the one that's been pestering me. Dad, you got to do a podcast. And, and she told me that uh, even if, uh, you know, it doesn't take off, nobody's interested. She goes, I really want this uh, for my children for my grandchildren, for my great-grandchildren. So prayerfully, it will go beyond uh, my uh, you know, own family and that others uh, will uh, enjoy this as well. So, and this kind of ties in really uh, to the two dynamics that I really believe uh, the Lord has assigned to me before I shuffle off this mortal coil. So, like, when I was a young man, um, studying the scriptures, you know, walking with the Lord, pursuing the call on my life, he kind of illuminated uh, from the scriptures, like the battle passages, like the war between two seeds. And uh, if you know my background, uh, you know my work and the abolition of abortion, you know, that really uh, is what drove me uh, in service to the Lord. Uh, but I got to tell you, as I've gotten older, the passages of Scripture that the Lord is leaping from the pages is sort of like, you know, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And that's really kind of what's driving me in this latter part of my life. Uh, I, I believe I've laid up a, a godly heritage for my children. And uh, I want to lay up things for them uh, after my departure. The other thing I know for sure, the second dynamic, is what the Lord has deposited in my life. I have to faithfully pass on to this generation come up 
and the generation that is to come. And so here's a passage that really um, has been a huge uh, motivator for me when it comes to serving the Lord and advancing uh, his kingdom, his glory, and his great salvation in the earth. And this is from Psalms chapter 71, verses 17 and 18. And God's word says this, O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto I have declared thy wondrous works. Oh, by the way, you know, I'm getting ready to do this broadcast, and my sword, my preaching Bible on the street is totally missing in action. And so, thankfully, I got a shelf full of Bibles, and uh, this one kind of came in uh, handy. Uh, it's absolutely, it's it's brand new. I had to like fly open the pages of the Bible to get where I needed to go. But anyway, this is David saying, Oh God, you have taught me from my youth, and hitherto I have declared thy wondrous works. Now also, when I am old, and yep, I'm getting up there in years, and I got to tell you, uh, aging is not for wimps. <laughs> my spirit is, is definitely driven. It's still willing. But yeah, the flesh is starting to break down. But that's all right. We got a promise from God. He's going to carry us through old age, even unto death. And so I praise him for that promise. We can still bear good fruit, even as we age. And so David goes on to say, now also, when I am old, and gray-headed, and if you'll notice, um, yeah, raising 13 children, deaths, there's no more hair left on the head. You guys have taken it all. It was totally scorched earth policy. Uh, so anyway, uh, when I'm gray-headed, oh God, listen, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. And so here we see King David, you know, he, uh, he has an understanding of the continuum. He understands the importance of the past and prayerfully through these episodes, we're going to study a lot in redemptive history. Um, it's important uh, to know where we came from. Because if we don't know where we came from, we're really not going to know uh, what to do uh, as it applies to our present life and our future. So critically important. And, and when we say the word history, understand we're talking about his story, God's redemptive plan through time, through his covenant people, and uh, and and as it you know kind of goes forth uh, into the future. So here's King David. He he has a respect. He has an understanding of his heritage, his legacy. He was taught things from his youth, and I'm sure he learned about God's dealings with is Israel. You know he understand uh, you know that heritage. Uh, the successes of Israel, the failures of Israel. 
you know, the warnings that God gave to his people, all that became a part of his visionary leadership as a poet, warrior, statesman. So he really had a firm grasp of the history of his people. Uh, but he was not just content with that understanding. He wanted to make sure he faithfully applied those truths to his generation. And so he was very much concerned about the present uh, during his time. Because it says here that he, he wanted to show God's strength to his generation. And that's really important, brothers and sisters. That's why it's important important to study the scriptures you know the Bible says study to show yourself approved of God rightly dividing the word of truth that you that you become a workman that's not ashamed and so I always encourage the young men that I train uh, in ministry that you have to be an in-house theologian and an in-house uh, historian You've you got to have a firm grasp of the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. And you really need to understand redemptive history. The, th the three things that I study the most are theological books, history books, and biographies uh, of the great men and women who have gone before us that God has powerfully used to touch and change nations and civilizations. And I really would encourage that uh, to those uh, who are listening to this broadcast right now. And so here's David, you know, he knows his past. Uh, he wants to uh, present it uh, to his generation, the, the, the present time that he's involved with. But again, he's not content just for the past in the present. He wants to impact the future. In other words, he wants his life and his walk with, with God to count for future generations. Those that would never uh, know him uh, on this side of heaven, he wants to live in such a way uh, that his life, his ministry, uh, you know, has an impact upon those uh, that are yet to come and uh, praise be to god that he had that kind of vision so here we are i'm rusty thomas uh today's date i believe is september 26th in the year of our lord 2022 and we're still talking about david so apparently his prayers were answered and uh so this continuum um is pretty pretty important and so part of the purpose of this podcast is that it will be preserved and that we will discuss history and we'll apply those lessons to the present time uh, and in prayerfully uh, this would go beyond even this present time and impact future generations and so i really know that's a big part of what god is demanding of me personally in some of the ways that we want to see this kind of impact the future is through this po podcast, Kingdom Moments with uh, Rusty Thomas. Uh, but we have other Kingdom projects, uh, and those links you'll find on the website. We have the uh, Kingdom Leadership Institute uh, dot org. Uh, 
uh, and I'll probably have some um, episodes that will explain that more fully. Uh, but to suffice it to say, we're, we're producing an online school. It will have three fields of study. Uh, we will train uh, men in uh, pastoral ministries uh, to be faithful elders in the body of Christ that will not only equip the church to do the work of the ministry, but to equip the church to fight the battle that so many pulpits in America have ignored uh, to the demise of our nation and this generation. So we want to remedy that through the Kingdom Leadership Institute. Uh, another field of study is to train men in business in the financial realm. The goal there uh, is that they might rise up to become future paymasters in the body of Christ. Their duty is to fund the kingdom of God. And we're partnering with the Benham brothers there and, and their expertise in the business world and also uh, as it pertains to missionary work. So we're so excited about that aspect. And the third field of study is to train young men to be salt and light in the political realm. And um, we're going to train them, you know, in a biblical worldview of civil government, the doctrine of the lesser magistrate, the doctrine of interposition, um, you know, our founding documents, and, and what it actually takes, the nuts and bolts, to run a successful campaign and get elected. So that's a little bit about uh, the uh, leadership, the Kingdom Leadership Institute. Uh, we also have our website, Elijah Ministries, that will be uh, in the links here. We're putting together a resource page uh, with all of uh, my writings, books, booklets. Um, you'll be able to access those things uh, fairly soon. We're working on getting that uploaded right now. Um, and then, of course, we have Jeremiah Strong. Uh, most of you know uh, about uh, Jeremiah, our son, and how God powerfully used his short life and his death, literally, to, to reach the nations of the world. So we just got done editing the book. It's going through the pipeline of covenant books. It should be ready for release probably in a few months, so be looking for that. Obviously, we'll make that available once it comes out. And keep this in your prayers, brothers and sisters, um, in negotiating right now with different filmmakers uh, that have an interest to see this book become a future film. And, and so our position as a family is uh, we know the Lord invested a lot in our, our son's life and, and even in his death. And it, it bore such incredibly good kingdom fruit. Um, he, he passed four years ago. We still get reports, you know, souls, you know, coming to faith in Christ and marriages being restored and prodigals coming back home uh, to their families, back to God. And, and so we realize that God's not done uh, with our son's testimony. So just understand, brothers and sisters, we just want to be good stewards of what the Lord 
accomplished uh, through our son's testimony. So look out for the book and, and be praying um, that uh, God will raise up the right filmmakers and this will become a feature film and continue to bear that good kingdom fruit. And so, you know, we have that uh, coming up. And, and so another purpose, I, I would say, um, for doing this podcast, I want to read the scripture to you. Uh, this is in Proverbs chapter one. And this is something that our ministry has been involved with for over 40 years. Uh, we were never content to um, sort of use the church as a bushel to hide the light of Christ. Um, we were very much determined to get out of the four walls of the buildings of the churches and take the gospel of the kingdom to the streets, to our culture, to the state houses throughout America and the world. And the reason why we, we, we did that is because we found this passage a long time ago in the book of Proverbs. And this is what the word of God says. Wisdom crieth without she uttereth her voice in the streets she crieth in the chief places of concourse in the opening of the gates in the city she uttereth her words saying how long ye simple ones will you love simplicity and for scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge and so here's god's word Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. So praise be to God. And so, but here's the situation. As we are developing technologically as a race, as a people, we have to understand that the public square is rapidly changing. Um, through podcasting, through social media. And I do believe it's critically important as Christians, uh, we go to where people are meeting. And uh, so, you know, we have, you know, Facebook pages, we got Instagram, we have all these different things. And uh, I find it so interesting and so compelling uh, because I travel a lot uh, throughout this nation and even in other nations. In fact, I'm getting ready to go on another awakening tour back to Ireland. You could be praying for that. I'll be gone October 4th through the 18th. But what I find amazing, everywhere, well, I shouldn't say everywhere, but most of the time, when and where I travel, I can't tell you the number of people who have come across uh, videos that we have done or articles that I've written or, or ministries that we were involved in that were posted on social media. And I am so amazed because they said, well, you know, this video touched and changed my life. This article touched and changed my life. So I know that God powerfully uses these platforms uh, to minister to people. And so obviously we're praying that God is going to do the same with this podcast. 
Kingdom Moments with Rusty Thomas. The Just the last few things I just want to share with you is um, our family. Um, you know, God, he... <laughs> Early on in my life, he, he opened my eyes to the importance of marriage, uh, to the importance of family, to the importance of children. In fact, he, he used the abortion holocaust uh, to open my eyes and to break my heart. But then I had to deal with my own hypocrisy, my own struggles, because up until I had seen abortion, I was pretty much like your average, typical American, you know, minister. Um, yeah, if if children were going to be involved in all in our marriage, it probably just wanted, my, you know, my one son, my one daughter, you know, to have the pristine little picture of my wife and I with two kids. That was about as far as my understanding took me at the time. But when God began to challenge me about abortion, I was sort of struggling with it in the sense that um, he, he was convicting me about children. And he was convicting me that basically I had the same sort of attitude as the world. In other words, the same reason why the world was aborting their children was the same reason why I didn't want to have a lot of children. They were a burden. They were expensive. They would interfere with my ministry. Well, God kind of busted that up and he convicted me and basically kind of challenged me in the sense that how do you think you're going to defeat this enemy that has come to kill, steal, and destroy uh, through abortion um, when you're marching to the same dictates as Planned Parenthood? In other words, your worldview is more aligned with Planned Parenthood than it is the Bible, the scriptures. And I got to tell you, brothers and sisters, that my wife and I, we had a lot of repenting to do because I was basically saying to the Lord, yeah, you could have this room in my house. You could have this, you know, closet over here. You could have this drawer over here. But when it comes to reproduction, we, we, we got that covered. We know what we're doing. We, you know, we got pills. We, you know, we got all kinds of things that could take care of that. And somebody once said, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And that was our plan. We were going to have two kids. And I'm so grateful, so grateful that the Lord obliterated that from my soul. He's blessed me with 13 children. And now the grandkids are rolling in. Wow. And yeah, life's hard. Raising 13 kids on the front lines of the battle was not easy. It was a logistical nightmare. But I will tell you this, folks, please, please hear this. The times that I feel the most well-being in this life is when I got my children and grandchildren around the table. I mean, literally, it's like, it's like waves, just waves of well-being. And it's all I could say. Yeah, there, there's been the good. It's been the bad. There's been the ugly. There's been the struggles. But all I could tell you, it's well worth it. And really, really encourage that. And the reason why I'm sharing a little bit about our family is because our family's been through a lot. You know, when, when we were young in the ministry, you know, fighting abortion, doing rescues and the abolition of abortion. You know, a lot of what our family was involved in was taking in, you know, um, 
young unwed mothers caring for their children because we didn't we wanted to do more than just sort of curse the darkness and say abortion was wrong we also wanted to light a candle um, so yeah so we you know we did prophetic ministries by going to the death camp and going into the culture and the state houses which we still do um, but we also wanted to do works of charity and, and meet the needs of these mothers and these children but I will tell you as I as we are been aging um, We've been in a season of life where we've been caring for the sick and the dying. Um, those of you may know, uh, I lost my first wife uh, to cancer, and um, that was a wake-up call. At that point, we had 10 children. She was the glue that held us together. And uh, I woke up a, a widower with 10 children, and I remember my first two prayers. I just looked up to the heavens and go, God, what are you thinking? You know, and my second prayer was like, are you making a movie? Like, really? Seriously? It'd be tough. And life threw us a big curveball. You know, I lost a daughter. Charity, my little Tweety boy. Uh, what a testimony there. And lost Jeremiah. Of course, we talked about Jeremiah. And then um, I lost a son-in-law, Robbie, which he was more like a son than a son-in-law. And so, yeah, we've... Um, We've experienced a lot in these last three to four years. Uh, some people like to uh, label me as the modern-day Job. <laughs> and it's not like I claim that as a badge of honor or nothing like that. Uh, nobody likes suffering. Uh, I sort of recoil from it. Um, but it's happened. But here's the good that comes from it, brothers and sisters. You know, the Bible tells us that when we go through trials and tribulations and struggles and problems, when we submit it to the Lord, it has a redemptive purpose. It, it serves as a consolation unto others. And so we hear from people all over the world. And I think because our family went through such devastating trials and we've come through on the other side, still intact, still loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, still loving our neighbor as ourselves, and still loving each other. I think it's provided a lot of hope for, for people are contacting us with you know devastating circumstances, incredible heavy burdens. And you know, they kind of you know submitted to me. And it's not like I'm the Bible answer man. I may you know, last thing I want to do is give people pat answers for the struggles they go through. But sometimes a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on, um, prayers, uh, things of that nature. And sometimes God does give them help from the scriptures. And so, brothers and sisters, we, if you're listening and you got situations or things you're going through, you know, put in the comment section. Because um, our family still wants to be there for people. And so we want this podcast um, to go forth. We'll be having shows like this uh, that may be having shows where we're kind of dealing with current events and the burning issues of the day, kind of hold it up to the light of Scripture. Like, as Christians, how should we think about these things? And what should we believe about these things? And as important, what should we do about these things? And then beyond that, I'm really hoping uh, 
we'll get some good guests to come on and, uh, so we can continue to impart and disciple and mentor through this podcast. And lastly, we'll probably be sharing some upcoming events and opportunity. By the way, if you want a weekday, you know, weekend conference to restore biblical masculinity, uh, the importance of family government and the role of fathers, please contact us. We'd love to come and, and give that impartation into your local area, your churches. That'd be awesome. Uh, there's probably a lot more I could share right now, but there it is. Uh, may the Lord take it, bless it, break it, multiply it, and give it away. In Jesus' name, till next time, saints. God bless you.